And we're back. And we're back. Sorry. I was going to say, like, I really appreciate you coming over. And fuck, man, after listening to you talk, bro, like, I think, fuck, man, you you, you got a lot of things that are going to happen for you, man. Thank I you, I personally man. think, you know, just from what you're telling me, the um your support crew you got around you, keep yeah. them close, man. you got some big things coming, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Mm. I'm, I'm very, mm. you know, even even just through chatting to you, I, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm becoming aware of how grateful I am. I'm mm. just so grateful for a lot of stuff, you know, and like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just very grateful. That's the people that I've met. There's like, I've had to work hard, you know, I've had to yeah. work hard at a lot of things <clears> and things haven't, it feels like it hasn't come easy to me. I've had to really, you know, grind away, but there are a lot of people that I've met, especially that I had no control over, mm. you know, and I'm not a religious person, but it, it feels like whew, that that wasn't that wasn't me you know i'm very grateful for that how did i meet like when i met my manager i was talking about clinton that was pure luck you know he's a he's a baller yeah and the fact that we connected and he's just the right guy to guide me and i'll, and I'll be with him if i'm on avengers 12 he's getting he's getting all that <laughs> money you know what i mean i'll be with him forever no matter what hey man fuck i messaged you about that Ed. you hey, better not forget who i am bro you'll be on there you'll be the rock stunt double <laughs> don't you worry you'll be black adam fucking too yeah um, fuck yeah but there are a lot of people that I've met in my life that have shaped a lot of uh, who I am today that I'm just very, very grateful for. And I had no control over that. So, and, you know, like I said, with the sisters as well, you know, things weren't perfect in the family. My family have caused me a lot of, uh, you know, uh, stress and, and heartache and shit as families do. But I'm so grateful that my, my younger sisters are, are happy and they're healthy and, and that I get to be able to, to talk to them and still, you know, just be loving to them and, and, that, and that they listen to me. As well, mm. they don't just go fuck you. You don't know what you're talking yeah, about, yeah, you know. Yeah. They <clears throat> they do their thing. So I think grateful. it's. I really think it's because they can see what's happening at the moment. You know, mm. with this the, your career, man. You know, you um, you're like it's what I, I looked up to my brothers when they said something and they kept doing it. You yes. know what I mean? Like um, they followed it to the ends of the earth. You know um, yeah. I, I looked up to them. When, when my brother was doing his engineering degree because I knew that's all he wanted to do and he kept at it, you know, and it's paid off. Yeah. It's the same thing with your, your siblings, you know, they're probably looking up to you going, fuck, you know what, man, I can do that. You're inspiring them, man, you know? Yeah, well, that's nice, man. I, I, never, I never thought of it like that. I just... It, it, it is, bro, because, you know, you're like, you're the oldest, right? I'm the oldest, yeah. I'm the youngest, bro. Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm the youngest of three three boys. Oh, so you can speak to their experience yeah, a little can, bit. You're yeah, looking can, up to an older sibling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything you do, they're just like, you know what? Fuck, he's... He, without you t teaching them or talking to them, just your actions will teach them, man. You know what? Fuck, I can do it if I just stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Get the right people around me. Yeah, following my dream. That's true, man. And I just, you know, I think that the thing is, you're right. They've seen, well, maybe not Riley. You know, she's she yeah, was, you know, 13 years younger. But Talia, especially, she's really seen me my whole life. You mm. know, and uh, like I was a chubby kid, man. Like people meet me now, and they're <laughs> like, "Oh, this kid's a jock." You know what I mean? Like, Fucking oh, shredded all year round. Well, they're like, <laughs> son, of a, son of a bitch. They're like, oh, you know, he's got a. He's got a bit of a symmetrical looking head and he takes <laughs> the trains. He's privileged, you know. Yeah. And um, a comedian last night actually backstage told me I was really privileged and it was interesting. Really? Did you suddenly get fucked, man? I didn't. No, nothing but love, man. Oh, you know, that's, yeah. that's all good, you know, whatever. They don't, they don't, they don't know me. They don't know my story. But I've, I've made a point, right, like to mm. people. In, in my, I've made a note in my mind to tell people to get fucked when they say stuff like that to me. Like, yeah. man. You, you've made it, man. You moved from the fucking one of the worst places in, in New Zealand to here. Like, you know, we came from a pretty rough yeah. like, suburb in Auckland and no one, like the mindset, yeah, like no one owns a house, bro. No one. We built yeah. this motherfucker, bro. You know, and some, yeah. when we went back, I had I had some comments, you know. Oh, you guys are lucky, man. You know of what course. I mean? Well, I'm they like, have to. This is the thing though. I, I think about it as- Just shit like that, yeah. Sorry. I think about they have to protect themselves from, from mm. what you've done because it hurts too much to think that they could have done it too yeah. and that they just didn't and put the work can't. in. So they have. it's easier to, to just be like, well, Isaac was lucky. You know, I'll make excuses or, or whatever it is. And I understand. And you know what, man? I had this, I had this feeling- <clears throat> I had this feeling recently. I'll circle back to the, the privilege yeah. thing, but uh, I had this feeling recently. I was in Kalgoorlie shooting this show, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm always, I try and film my, you know, I'm, I'm working two, three jobs, I'm trying to do acting and, and comedy stuff. And now I'm looking after the, the girls. girls and stuff. Yeah. So I'm always fucking busy. I'm always trying to think ahead as, a, as, as an adult does, you know, yeah. always thinking I've got to be here then this time and this and this, this. except today, baby, we're, we're just, we're chilling. <laughs> but 
all of a sudden I was in Kalgoorlie for two weeks yeah. and I couldn't go anywhere. I was I had to be, you know, on location um, waiting to shoot, but I had heaps of days off and I had no car and I was staying at this nice hotel, The Ridges, but I, it was like a half an hour walk into town from Kalgoorlie, right? Mm. So for the first time in a long time, I just had time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I put on my headphones, put on a podcast, put on some fucking beats and I would just walk and I was just so present all of a sudden. I was like, oh my God. Like literally like out of a movie, I could, I can hear the birds chirping. You know, like I would smell like these, these flowers that were growing on people's like, you know, sort of like <laughs> ways I was walking to literally yeah. stopping to smell the flowers. No joke. And it was just so relaxing. It was so nice. And I remember this one day I went into like a, a pub in town just for lunch and, uh, I went, went into the pub and there was this old boy sitting at the bar and he was wearing like this high-vis, you know, thing. He was older, like probably in his like 60s or something like that, mm. a bit overweight, you know, drinking a beer by himself, having lunch. And in my mind, without even, it wasn't like a conscious thing. It just happened automatically. I was like, oh, look at this poor old boy by himself, lonely, drinking, fat, you know, mm. uh, He's clearly a tradie or something like that because he weren't high vis, and that would make me sad. So he must be sad. Uh, how the fuck does he live his life just in the middle of nowhere, not important? You know, all mm. these things went through my mind. I judged the fuck out of this dude, <laughs> right? Yeah. In t- like, but not not. Yeah. But in like two seconds, yeah, I just yeah. looked at this guy. I was like, look at this sad guy, you know. And I think it was because I'd slowed down for the first time. I was able to sort of like notice my thoughts a little bit, and I just thought. Fuck, that didn't feel good, like, judging that man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, even mm. if I'm right, even if I'm right that yeah. he is so what, eh? overweight and, yeah. and sad, did that feel good to me? Mm. You know, it didn't. And I realized, I articulated it for the first time. I was judging him based off the standards I hold myself to. Yeah, You know what I mean? And that's my right. If I want to hold myself to certain standards, you know, the way I look, the way I live, the way I think, what I do with my... That's my right. Yeah, But I don't need to hold other people to those standards Mm. you know what i mean Mm. because they're not trying to live my life and even like i said even if in the best case scenario that i'm right and their life would be way better if they did it how i did it it felt icky it felt gross i didn't feel nice you know i felt and and i just from now I i i i stop trying to judge everyone else off the standards that i hold myself to i see someone and even if they're fucking mean rude to me I just try and wish them well in my mind. I just, I just, mm. in my mind, I'm like, I wish you well. I hope you figure out whatever's going on. Cause that was a wildly uncomfortable interaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wish you love. And it sounds yeah. very namaste, but it's not. Yeah. Look, if someone's a prick, someone's a prick. And I'll be like, Hey man, back the fuck up. But yeah. at the same time, I don't walk around going, that guy was a real piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Or, or that person sucks. Or oh, how sad is that person? I just go, I hope they're, I hope they're okay. Don't spread it, eh? Like, don't no. go, hey, this guy's a dick. He was talking like a fucking asshole, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Know? I get what you're saying, bro. And, 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 and honestly, man, I felt a lot. And John Pinder's done a lot for that for me because he, he's got a dark sense of humor. You know, he's a funny guy, but he, he just flows. When you're around him, mm. you feel the love. He just wants everyone to be happy. <clears throat> and I think it's people who have suffered themselves yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I was about to say that. Who, who want yeah. other people to not feel shit. They're mm. like, I just want, I hope you figure it out. You know, and that's what I hope. I hope everyone figures their thing out, whatever that is. I hope just people are happy, and if they're not happy, I hope to have the courage to, to just fucking find deal it. with whatever they got to do and yeah. go and, and go find it. Eh? Yeah, man, that's mm. what I want for my sisters too. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, they've got a good role model, bro. Yeah, hopefully, man. Yeah, we'll fucking, man. It's, we'll see. That that whole living to the thing about living, getting like you know, judging people based off your experiences, right? Right. As a parent. I struggle with um, backing off from my kids, you know, yeah. uh, expecting them to fucking, uh, you know, what my yeah. dad expected me to do and right. uh, that kind of shit. Eh? Um, I don't know this, if this is going to help you or give you some insight, but uh, to being a parent or having the girls around more, but yeah. fuck, man, I had to take a lot of steps and like put a fucking stop sign in front of a lot of things I almost said to my kids or almost did. Yeah. Because it's stuff that, was passed on to me from my parents, eh? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. growth from that. It's just continuing a fucking disgusting cycle, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah, yeah. But that for me, as a parent, that was the hardest thing to stop. Like like you said, how you had that moment where you had time to catch your thoughts Yeah. before it became verbalised. Yeah. That's the stuff I struggled with, Um, being a parent. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I had no lessons. I had 
it was basically provide. No one taught us how to be parents. We yeah. sort of like did it on the fly kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, which is similar to what you're probably doing right now. Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, and I'm not a parent. You know, I'm just taking care of these guys as much as I can. But what you said is is beautiful, man. And most parents never get to that point. Yeah. Your dad didn't get to that point. He yeah. didn't have that realization that you're having, which is growth, man. It is, man. It you is. know, it's 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 a it's a step in the right direction. It is, man. Um. I struggled a lot with that man, like <clears throat> like seeing stuff that they thought was hard, but my dad would have seen as like stop being a pussy. You know, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about, you know? But yeah. 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 I think it's it's about it's about finding what and I don't know, but mm. for me what I'm thinking with the girls is it's like stop attacking the stop attacking the symptoms yeah. and start attacking what's causing the yeah, problem, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for instance, um, you know, when your dad might have said, Don't be a pussy, it's not it's hurtful, it's not helpful. But what he really wants deep down mm. is he wants you to be okay. He doesn't want you to be hurt. Yeah, yeah. He wants you to be strong and t- he doesn't want to see his kid hurt. He just doesn't know how to say it. Properly. He doesn't know how to he doesn't yeah. know how to give you the tools. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. intention is pure. He loves mm. you. He doesn't want you to hurt. I want you to be able to beat this. Yeah. Because I love you and you're stronger than this. But the execution's all wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have the same intention for your kids. You want your kids yeah. to not be hurt. You want them to be strong. Mm. And you just have a little bit better execution. <laughs> and this is something that yeah. my dad, you know, you, it's crazy you bring that up. Yeah. My dad, to this day, still says, it's my job to insulate my kids from all the harshness of the world. That's literally what he says. Mm. Insulate. That word, insulate. Yeah. And I said to him multiple times, dad, you don't want to insulate people. That makes them weak. You want to give us the tools to be able to handle it. Mm. You know what I mean? But because my dad has for a long, long, long time been in a victim mindset, Mm. it's other people's fault. It's the world, you know, there's a bunch of wolves out there trying to get you. Mm. That's what he thinks the world is like. So he's like, I want to protect my kids. I don't believe in protecting. I believe give them the tools so they can protect themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? And Again, I'm not a parent, yeah. but like that's what I want with Riley. You know, like she was getting bullied at school. You yeah. know, she's a different kid, and uh, she she said to me, you know, she <laughs> she was telling me, oh, the teachers at school, they're they're they they're, they're no good at dealing with bullies. And I said, okay, what do they do about it? And she says, well, they call a meeting with you and the bully, and they're like, hey, stop bullying, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> and then the kid keeps bullying. You know, and then they bully you even worse because you called the teacher (laughs) on them. And I said, oh, that's no good, you know. And she's like, it's just crap. You know, they should be able to stop the bullies. And I said, I agree with you, Riley. It sucks. The teachers, you know, in in an ideal world, they should be able to protect you from these bullies and give you a safe space to do it, to to go to school. But now that they can't, what are you going to do about it? Mm. You know, she's like, what do you mean? She just it was like, oh, the teachers should. I'm like, but they're not. They're yeah. not doing it, right? Mm. You just said they're not doing it. She's like, yeah. I said, well, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to stop these bullies? She's like, I just, I, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to come with me to jujitsu class. Yeah. And I said, you know, these girls, you're going to use your words and you're going to say, please stop bullying me because these girls, you know, are getting in her face and all this kind of stuff. And I said, look, you're going to give them a warning. And then if they don't do it and they keep doing it, you're going to attack them and you're going to fucking, you're going to grab them and you're going to just hurt them. I don't care what you do. Yeah. You're going to hurt them. Even if you lose, I don't care. I said, that's what you're going to do. If it comes to that, try and use your words as much as you can. But if that fails and I was like, and I promise you, the teachers will say, oh, you shouldn't have done that, but the bullies won't touch you again. You know what I mean? Mm. And I was like, and people out there probably listening like, this guy's saying violence solves the problem. <laughs> what I was saying that's, to her is, not, yeah, I get it's what about, it's about, when pe- you know you can't live your whole life being like people should have done this for me. Yeah, I agree with you. They should have, but mm. th- now that they haven't, what are you going to yeah. do about it? Take some personal responsibility. And she's been coming to me jujitsu class. Fuck, that's amazing. And she's been doing man. it once a week, and she's good. She got a little bit of she's got a bit of savagery about it, a bit of grit. You know what I mean? She doesn't want to tap to nothing. Um, <laughs> and she feels a bit more confident. And and the bullies are backing off a bit anyway, just because they can feel that she's a little bit more confident. You yeah, know, they still yeah, want to yeah. pick on her because she's a different kid, but. My point was, is like, you know, not that violence solves your problem. That's not the takeaway, but it's sort yeah. of like you need to take personal responsibility for the things that are happening to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and figure out a way to solve them. That's what I'm trying to teach her. Uh, <clears throat> I've met so many people like just through 
like all the different jobs I've done here, like that have that mindset. Like, oh, they, you know, or they need to do something about it, you know, because yeah. I'm fucking precious, you know, like, yeah, fuck, man. Yeah, man. If we all like pointed the finger, like who the fuck's gonna take responsibility? Oh, here, me know? and you'd be pointing at our dad's fucking <laughs> yeah, like, all day long. Look yeah. at this fucking guy. Fucking, Look what he did. Fucking loser. Well, it's you know someone said I can't remember who said it to me. It mightn't have been no one. Might have been a fucking interview or something. No one would have said it to me, but feel like I said it to me. Yeah. Was um even if even if you find the perfect excuse and people agree with you, it changes nothing. Mm. And I was like, that's so true. Like yeah. even if you. When you're trying to think of an excuse, even if you find it, and even if people are like, ah, oh, yeah, 100%, nothing you could have done, it doesn't change yeah. anything. They're not friends. So, They're not friends, man. Yeah, and but like, and, and even in a sit, like, let's <clears throat> say, for example, comedy, right? Yeah. Sometimes you have a bad crowd. Yeah. Sometimes you have just a shit crowd. You yeah, know, they're yeah. drunk. They don't fucking want to listen. They're, you know, <laughs> they're, they're just, you know, I don't know. They're just not your crowd. They don't like your type of humor. And you're doing you think you're doing a pretty good job, but they're just, you're just not, you're not getting them. It might, there are times a hundred percent that it's just the crowd. The crowd sucked. Yeah. But even if that's true, you got to try and figure out something yeah. you could have done better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something. So it's just, a, having, it's about that mindset. Yeah. Having people like, um, what do you call it? Where they, um, they're cuddling everything, you know? Coddling. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Coddling. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're doing it. There's no growth from that, man. There's no growth. And look at the same time, you know, there is the time and place to, yeah. to give people the harsh reality. If someone's mm -hmm. really hurt straight after losing, like, you know, I think if someone loses a fight and they just got knocked down and they wake up and they're like, you should have defended that hook. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's, it's, it's poor timing. Maybe yeah. let them pick themselves up. <laughs> and then afterwards, go back to the you know what I mean like yeah, you gotta let people yeah. feel things as well but I, I think with yeah. comedy though like you'd know straight away like you jump on stage you're boo fuck off oh shit there's well, a bad crowd man you know? on Tuesday yeah. so I did three gigs this week I did uh, Tuesday at Whitford's Brewing Co it was like this uh, the unusual suspect show with Randy Feltface who's this uh the comedian's been around for 20 years, like a purple puppet. You've probably seen him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's I've amazing. Purple, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Wolf, who's uh, one of the best comics in, in WA. He's, he's a beast. Um, Anyways, I went up there and I'm still so new, man. Like I've yeah. got that imposter syndrome like crazy. I've never had it before. Never had it with acting. I'm like, I belong mm. here. I'm good. With comedy, I've started so fast going straight to these paid gigs with these killers that I'm like, oh, I don't fucking belong here, oh, you know. Oh, man, don't tell yourself that, bro. But it's just sort of, you know, it's good because it makes me want to work hard, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> Anyway, so I, I had five, seven minutes to do this set. Yeah. And with my sort of thing, you saw a little clip, but it's sort yeah. of like high energy, silly storytelling, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I like, love the you way know, you build, 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 build your stories up, man. Right, I yeah, it. I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 so it's like, you know, it's like I, I use like, I say words kind of silly, like, oh, what's this? You know, like just yeah. little play with the voice, simple shit. Mm. But anyways, in the five minutes, I had two kind of uh, bits that I was going to cover. And yeah. this opening bit, I'm paraphrasing and I promise it's a lot funnier if you see me do it. <laughs> but I came out and I was, you know, I came out and I uh, I sort of started with, you know, uh, I, I, I appreciate just being able to get up here and do this thing, you know, because yeah. with acting, oof, it's a tough gig, you know, I don't get to just do it. There's the rejection, the competition, and of course, you know, maybe I won't even make it. Maybe I'll become a homeless prosy, you know, just selling his body on the streets, who knows? So basically I went in to say, uh, <laughs> I'm worried <laughs> But what I'm really worried about with acting is that I'm going to get cancelled because cancel yeah. culture has gone crazy for actors. Um. And I went on to say that, you know, I'm going to have to basically, I think I'm going to have to join them, the ones that are cancelling, you know, because you can't beat them. You're mm. going to have to join them. And to earn their trust, I'm going to take down dentists. I'm going to cancel dentists. Because dentists are racist and homophobic. They've been trying to keep your teeth white and straight. <laughs> you know, not on my watch, you know, you bigots. You know, I was like, you ever notice when a tooth turns black, they yeah. rip him straight out. No trial. Guilty. Get him exactly, out. Exactly, man. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> Just a stupid thing, right? Yeah. It was, And I thought it was clever. Yeah. The audience pulled right back straight away. As soon really? as they heard me start to go like, oh, cancel culture and shit, they were like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh God, I lost them. And nothing, you know what I mean? And it was a pretty clever, I thought it was a pretty clever angle. Mm. Like, you know, your teeth are white and straight. And your yeah. teeth goes black. They rip them out. All this shit that, you know, dentists are racist. They pulled right out of it. And, and then the second half of the, of the, of the set was about me. Uh, I've, Looking back, I've really grown as a person, kind of what we're talking about, because I yeah. uh, I eat bum now, you know. And as a young boy, you know, I wouldn't even eat a mushy apple. But now I do that. My yeah. God, I've, I've certainly... So, and that stuff crushed, you know. I did this yeah. whole bit on that. 
but the first bit didn't work. And I thought, why didn't it work? And it was a very basic concept. And it was, it, it, it was huge for me. Yeah. And my John Pinder, the great John Pinder, he told me, he said, Blake, the audience don't know you. You know, I know you, your friends know you, and you know you. Mm. You know that you're not a piece of shit. So when you come out and you start doing cancel culture bits or, you know, whatever, oh, they, yeah. you know, and your friends know that you're a good guy. You're not actually, but, but yeah. strangers see you get yeah, up there yeah, looking fit, you know, with your head shaved, you know, good looking kid. And then you start being like, hey, cancel culture. They're like, oh, fuck this guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, they pull true. right back. He goes, you got to let them know who you are first. You got to let them trust you before you can take them down some some you know some roads yeah, that are a little yeah, bit like oh where's he going with this you can't go straight to that and that was a huge lesson for me so then on saturday night last night and friday i opened my sets um with stuff that was kind of self-deprecating and yeah. a little bit about me i had yeah. this great you fucking love it i had this bit about <laughs> um you know I'm, I'm from perth and i was like and i know that i'm i'm visually ethnically confusing you don't know what i am yeah you might be thinking am i russian am i egyptian did my mum fuck a goldfish? You don't know. I was like, but I'm actually Maori. I was like, and if you didn't guess that I'm Maori, it's okay. I don't know if you've seen a Maori man, but they're usually a lot bigger than me. I was like, you know, I must have been the berry gatherer of the tribe. You know, when the big boys were off hunting, I was back at the village with the girls prepping a salad. You know, that was my Maori heritage. And, and it killed, you know, yeah, they were like, oh, crush. this guy's funny. He's making fun of himself. Yeah. And, and then I got to go into other stuff. So it was a huge lesson, man. Oh, and, and I love le learning those lessons, you know. Man, this guy, man, fucking John Pinder, the John great Pinder. John Pinder. Hey, follow him on uh, Instagram, John, at John Pinder Comedy. Well, fuck, I'm going to follow him after this. He is a fucking, he'll brighten your day. <laughs> He's an angel of a man. Have you, um, bro, you've crushed every time. Have you ever said anything on stage just like fucking crickets, you know? Like bro, bombed. I, yeah, oh, look, now. If other comedians hear this, they're going to be like, this fucking hack for <laughs> I am super new to comedy. Mm. Super new. I've done less than 20 gigs ever. Yeah. That's crazy new. You know, um, I have bombed. Yes. Some people will listen to this and be like, this dude hasn't fucking bombed. I, like John Pinder tells me stories. I've heard stories from comics that are like, Blake, I didn't get a single laugh. And these are good comics. These guys yeah. are funny. I've done shows f where for 20 full minutes, no one laughed once. Oh, and these damn. are guys that go to the comedy lounge, go to other venues, and they blow the room up. People have like standing applause breaks because they're so funny, right? They're like, you haven't <coughs> bombed. You haven't bombed, you know. <laughs> but I have bombed. And I'll tell, oh, yeah. I'll tell this story quickly. <laughs> I was doing a weekend of shows at the comedy lounge yeah. uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit over a month ago. And I had three shows on a Saturday night. I had a 5 p.m., a 7 p.m., and a 9 p.m. And you do your same set. It's just a new audience every time. And uh, the 5 p.m. and the 7 p.m., I absolutely just crushed. It was awesome. They, the crowd was awesome. Yeah. Did really, really well. Got, like, heaps of applause. But I was, just, I was like, I'm never going to die. I'm invincible, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I also agreed to go do this, like, open mic at some sports pub in between the 7 p.m. and the 9 p.m. show. Yeah. So I, I finished the 7 p.m. show, absolutely just destroyed. I feel, I feel untouchable. Then I drive quickly to this open mic at this sports pub, right? Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> and I go to this open mic and it's like 25 people or so in like a pub and they're all old as shit. Oh, you know what I mean? It's fuck. like, a, you know what I mean? It's like a dingy TAB, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. comedy thing. And um, uh, that they the organisers, uh, these these lovely ladies that were really, really lovely, they got me up there straight away. Were you the only act? No, 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 no. There was a bunch of other acts as well. Oh, they okay. kind of, they knew that I had to get back to the show. So they yeah. were like, all right, just get him up quickly. They get me up and I'm going to do this, uh, this uh, eating bum stuff that, oh, I was, that I was telling you about, right? <laughs> and I'm just, for some reason, because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so good about what I just did, uh, I feel like I can do no wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not reading the room that it's full of old people and they probably don't want to hear about me eating bum. <laughs> they probably want to hear about some, yeah. you know, some good family friendly fun. Mm -hmm. And I get up there and uh, I start to open and I warm them up. I don't go straight into that stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, a prof I'm a gentleman. I ease it in. And I, uh, <laughs> I started with some tame jokes and I think I said the word shit or something like that. Yeah. And I felt them, I felt, you can feel it. They pull back like, oh, he said shit. That's not good. And I'm like, oh damn, shit! They're pulling back on shit, and then I think I said, uh, I think I said shit again. I think I said something about someone being a piece of shit. Yeah, and I heard, I literally heard someone go, oh, 
you know, oh, like, oh. and they're, they're hating me, right? And I'm like, I'm about to get to stuff about eating bum. <laughs> you're fucking, you're offended at shit. And I'm super new, man. I don't know how to, I don't know how to recover, you know? Yeah, yeah. But luckily in the moment, this was a big victory. I found a way to swap the bum stuff yeah. before I got to it yeah. with another more family friendly bit that I had about um, people that can't put down dogs because they love them too much. And then yeah. I act out as this, you know, disabled old dog, like, please kill me, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. And it did okay. It was all right, but they still hated me. I'd already lost them. You know what mm. I mean? It was only a five minute set. It's not a long time to be able to bring them back. Mm. You know, they fucking hated me. <laughs> I'm sweating, bro. <laughs> I finish and I'm like, oh, my heart rate's jacked and shit. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I get off stage. And there's like, you know, people doing like the little golf clap. Like, oh, you know, there's like nothing. Sons of bitches. The MC, the host gets up quickly. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he was like an Islander boy. He's like, uh, oh, that was uh, Blake Richardson. Uh, he, he, he came in late and uh, he didn't uh, hear that there's a bunch of kids over there in the corner. Oh. And I look over and I'm like, oh my God. And in the corner, I didn't even see with all these toddlers oh, and all the other comics fuck. knew, not me, don't swear in front of on this show because there's kids here and there's not supposed to be kids because it's like a, a licensed venue and oh. stuff people brought their kids there whatever <laughs> and, and i'm not I'm, by the way i'm not saying that's the only reason i did bad i also wasn't great but i just didn't know and i was like oh my god oh. there were kids there thank goodness oh. i didn't do the bum stuff because because as soon as I, I didn't know but as soon as i swore they were like they're a chill you know they were like oh, there's kids here you know like <laughs> and, and i lost him and i ate oh. shit and then i went back to the comedy lounge and i went okay but um, I went from literally the highest of highs, like yeah. I'm a god, I'm a comedy god, yeah, to go yeah. into this where they were just like, "You suck." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did that? Did that make your last set better though? Um, or were you still coming off like a fuck them all shit? You know what I mean? Like, well, I didn't think I was. Sh- I was just shaking. It's like a physical thing, man. It's so <laughs> brutal. Yeah, getting up there and trying to be funny and people like, yeah. nah. Because you're really trying. Mm. And I'm really high energy. I'm like, yeah, hey. Yeah. Shit, yeah, I thought You I'll- can't put the dog down. Hey, you know, that feeling. And someone's like, nah. You know? I ask you about bombing because like um, when I was coaching, right? I, right. Tell, I tell shitty like shitty dad jokes on the, on the flight as well. <laughs> like when I'm going through the brief and yeah. stuff like that. There are plenty of times where like I'd say something like crickets, man. No one picked up what I was talking about. I'm like... Cool. So, um, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, that's like a good that. recovery. What you just did, that's a good recovery. You're a professional. <laughs> Oh, that's sick. Thanks. And there's me like in front of like 10 or 15 people. I do not know what the fuck is going through your mind, man. Like when no one. Oh, man. Just you like, just. Yeah. I think the worst thing that could happen, right, is if you're on stage, you told a joke. Mm. No one laughed and you mm. just hear. A <coughs> yeah. Like 15 nope. meters in the back you of the room. You just hear like a nope. <laughs> 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 there's a guy in the back. <laughs> yeah, literally, man. It's. um. Look, I haven't bombed a whole lot. I've had sets that haven't gone great. I've, uh, I've yeah, that was a pretty bad one. That was a real bad one. I also had another one where I, <laughs> I also had another one at an open mic. Um, this was these. This sounds like a good one. premise for a bit. Though. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I, I went out to this one and I, I at open mics. When look, there's like a kind of like an, uh, a thing in the comedy scene, I guess, that when mm. you're being paid yeah. on a gig, <clears throat> you want to do your best stuff. Mm. Because you're being paid. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. someone, a, a business, a comedy booker, you know, yeah. is paying you money to be funny. Yeah. So do the stuff that you know you think is going to work. Do yeah. your best stuff. And if it doesn't work, at least you try to do your best stuff. Don't yeah. go out there being paid and, and try and experiment with shit you and, don't and know works. Yeah, yeah. That's what open mics are for. <clears throat> to experiment, right? Yeah. No, you're not getting paid. You're there for free. So fuck them. Oh, you know, yeah. try some stuff. So... At, at open mics, I'm like, I'm going to test this new stuff. I'm going to test this stuff. And it, it, look, it still is, I know it's, there's just so many things you can't anticipate and you learn, <laughs> especially when you're new. You don't like the thing that people don't know you and that they're strangers yeah. and they don't trust you yet. So you can't go straight into some spicier stuff because your friends will find it funny because they know that you're not a piece of shit, yeah. but they don't. <laughs> and they're like, I'm scared to laugh because I feel like maybe you're a bad person, you know? <laughs> Um, so that's a lesson, but you know, this one, I went out there and I had this whole set, this five minute open mic set about how, uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. I have, <laughs> how I have an auntie who, you know, and I, I make up that she has a lazy eye, you know, yeah, and I have yeah. this whole bit about lazy eyes. Like I never know which one's the bad one with my auntie. I'm mm-hmm. always just staring into the wrong one, you know, like <laughs> all this stuff. 
and uh, how she's always messaging me to catch up for coffee. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm a bit busy, but I'm like, come on, she, sh- she should know. I'm never going to catch up with her, you know? <laughs> I'm 26. I'm in the prime of my life, you know. Stop asking me to catch up I'm all this stuff. fucking checks, man. Yeah, yeah. Catch up with my auntie. It's, un- it's unreasonable, you know. <laughs> um, so the whole set, and it's, you know, there's a lot to it, but it's basically about me shitting on that one family member mm. who always <clears throat> messages you to catch up for coffee and it's always yeah. the one that's not doing great. And yeah. you're like, I don't want to catch up with you, but you have to be polite, you know. Uh-huh. And then I add him this stuff about the lazy eye. And it's gone really well. I've tested it at the comedy lounge and it went really well. It was a young crowd and they were like, oh my God, yeah, I've got that. You know, everyone's got that family member. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you're listening and you don't find this funny, it's because you're the family member. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're the lazy-eyed auntie. No, um, so I, I, I go out to this open mic and I go out there and I start and I look out in the crowd and I see the crowd and there's about 14 people there yeah. and all of them, all of them, are way worse off than my auntie. Oh. You know what I mean? Like way worse off. Like, and th- there I am up there, you know, again, like a fit young dude, well-dressed, yeah. oh, being like, man. oh, my weird auntie with a lazy <laughs> eye. And there's people out there with mullets and missing teeth oh, and shit. And they uh, see me up there just taking a shit on somebody else, you know, less, even oh, though it's my family, yeah, yeah. they were just like, oh, you think you're so fucking good. You know, that was the kind of vibe. Oh, and oh. I just had to, I, I was like, oh, fuck. And I bombed hard. Like they weren't finding it funny. They're like, oh, this guy just thinks he's so cool. <laughs> Making fun of his lazy-eyed auntie with his with his nice non-Kmart shirt. Fuck you, you know. <laughs> that was the vibe. And I just, you know, I bombed hard for five minutes. And that was another lesson, you know, read the room. Mm. Read the room. <clears throat> Don't go do, you know, your auntie's a weirdo stuff. <laughs> To a bunch of weirdos because they're not going to be on your side. They're going to yeah. they on my auntie's yeah. side. They're like, "Bitch, that's normal. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking at me with wonky eyes. Like, what, what you got against lazy eyes, man? The two of you up there, I got a problem with. Duet, <laughs> fuck a son of a bitch. Yeah. So nah, there's been a there's been a few good lessons. Have so. you um? Do you follow like who who um who's someone that you like uh, that you that you aspire to be like? You know. Co- Comedy wise, like, do you look at like mm. obviously like do you watch J- Dave Chappelle, the Tom Segura? Cause I love Tom Segura, I love oh, Dave Chappelle, bro. all these greats. You know, the, the, Tom Segura is amazing. Um, uh, I look at that a lot of it. You know, um, mm. who who's um someone that you know is, is someone you want to be like? This sounds like a wanky answer, but it's yeah. like you know, kind of talking back to that Les Chantry thing about you know, be a red apple, be yourself. Mm. Great comics are just so specific. They're just so their thing. Nobody mm. can do Dave Chappelle's thing. Oh, fuck. Nobody man. can do Tom Segura's thing. Nobody can do Bill Burr's thing. Yeah. So there's no one that I want to be like. I want to just figure out what yeah. my version of my thing is. Yeah. But I love how specific they are. I like I like wild comedy. I like mean yeah. comedy. But it's got to be clever. It can't just be mean for the sake mm. of mean. But Bill Burr has some really great bits, yeah. you know, that, that are mean. But they're funny because they're true. And yeah, it's like, oh, and man. he, you know, and Tom Segura is the same. Um, Dave Chappelle obviously is is... is He's been he's one of the goats, you know. So he's been around for decades. He can he can tackle some really hectic shit, and people, you know, coming after him for all his stuff lately. But uh, in the local scene, man, I just want to keep getting better. There's yeah. a guy, you know, John Pinder is huge to me. Honestly, like even though he's a good friend, and you know, it seems like I'm just propping up my mate. But when I watch him on stage, and if you've if you've had the pleasure to go watch him uh, in Perth, he's is he's so good, man. He's so good. He's like an international level talent and he works so hard at it. And because I'm his friend and he talks, he views comedy as an art form. He loves it. He mm-hmm. lives it. He breathes it. And he's so encouraging, man. Like yeah. he wants to do a podcast with me. I've done less than 20 shows. He's been doing it for like over 10 years. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm. He's just like, it's, it's pretty rare for someone to be doing something for 10 years, be really good at it, have this young kid come in brand new and be like, hey, let's be friends and let me help you. Straight away. He's a good dude. But there's also a guy called James McCann. Yeah. Uh, he's out of Adelaide, I believe. Yeah. He's an Aussie. He is, in my opinion, the next big Aussie star. Oh, yeah. He is huge, bro. I'll link you some of his stuff. Oh, you got to yeah? follow him yeah, on Instagram. Please, yeah, yeah. He has the most specific sense of humor. Yeah. Um, he is incredible. He is so fucking funny. No one is like James McCann. No one else in, in, in Australia, you know. Um. He's amazing. He has this one bit. I'm going to butcher it. Actually, he, I don't know if he, he's probably not going to hear this. It's fine. <laughs> but he just has such simple things. You know, he has this one bit about, you know, the old saying, fool me once, shame on, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. He <clears> just <throat> takes it further. 
Oh, damn. I don't even know how he gets there. He, did, you know, yeah. he gets there however he does it in this bit. And then he's like, you know, he's got a silly voice too. He's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You fool me three times. Shame on me again, actually. I can't believe I let you fool me three consecutive times, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fool me four times, shame on you again, you know. You're taking advantage of a vulnerable man, you know. And it just, it keeps going yeah. to fool me 13 times and, and it like Fuck. expands. And he, the way that he does it, again, I'm butchering it, he just, it's so fucking funny. And it's such a simple idea. He just uh. took a saying, a very common saying, mm. and just expanded it. And he just, he's, I don't know how his mind works. When I watch him, I'm like, I don't even know what this motherfucker's doing, but he is so funny. Like you, you don't know, you can't see, you can't see what he's doing. You can't yeah, see yeah, the tricks. Yeah. You're like, how yeah. is he doing this? Yeah, yeah. How is he doing it? I love it. So James McCann. Just, just by the end of his thing, you're like, fuck, he bought me. How the fuck did I get here? Yeah. Some, man, comics that I watch on TV are so smart with doing that. Eh? Like Chris Rock is really good at doing that, I think. Um, that tambourine, that special, have you seen that? on? Um, I haven't, no. Mm. His most recent, his most recent Netflix one. I think that's his most recent one. Yeah, bro. What happens if like you end up doing a special, man? Oh, that's man. I I, I want to take this thing as far as it'll have me. You know, I yeah, want to yeah. I want to be able to go. You know, as far as I can with it. I want to do specials. I want to do all kinds of things. You know, um, I'm just kind of following the fun. I'm just kind of going with whatever feels right and feels good. Mm. Follow the fun. You know, and um, yeah, man. Look, I think the thing is, I've had a crazy start to to comedy stand up. Anybody who asks me, you know, I've had a few people be like, "How are you so good so quick?" You know, yeah, yeah. not good as a comic, just good for a beginner. How are you so good? And I and I don't try and make any secret. I'm like, look, I've done thousands and thousands of hours of turning scripts into conversations. That's what acting is, right? Screen mm. acting is like, I have to take words on a page yeah. and make it look like I'm saying it for the first time and it's really happening. Fuck. That's what screen acting yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So that's what stand-up is as well. I mean, one part of it is doing this thing that you've rehearsed and you know in your head and make it seem like you're coming up with it for the first time in the moment. You know, that's what good comics do. Mm. So I've worked that muscle a lot, yeah, yeah. a lot more than most new comics have, but I just haven't worked all the other aspects of stand-up. Yeah. So when people see <clears> me on stage and go, Oh, the way you build a story. Oh my God, you're so, it looks so natural for you. You look so confident up there. What they're really seeing is all the thousands of hours yeah. I've done of auditions, you know, of just yeah. turning, remembering words and, and figuring out how to make it look like I'm saying it for the first time. Fuck. I'm not like the three people that are listening right now are going, oh, fuck, you know what? I need to do auditions before yeah, becoming a comedian. <laughs> Get on it, baby. Um, no, fuck, but that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's so, amazing. But, but, th but that brings me to this point of like, it's kind of sad, but like any, if you want to be good at anything, it's just mm. a grind. It's just reps. Mm. It's, you know, no one is good at anything without just fucking an unglamorous, boring, long highs and lows grind. And that's the truth. Anyone yeah. that I know that is good at anything, whether it be fighting, mm. comedy, acting, business, whatever it is, podcasting, mm. they've just done it a lot. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one comes in quick and is like, you're just talented. You just go. It's like, all reps. Like the same thing with Joe Rogan and the podcast thing. Oh right? my God. Bro, 10, more than 10 years? Like, fuck. Yeah, man, like 11 years. Uh, like, That's a grind, bro. Yeah, seven, what is he up to? Like 17, 1,760 episodes. And these motherfuckers are three hours long. <laughs> this boy, this guy. Man, this motherfucker. Yeah, his brain just must be just like, oh, just man. overflowing with him. He probably forgot his parents' name. He's just like, <laughs> I'm trying to, oh, I can remember his the ivermectin stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see, like he interviewed uh, Snoop Dogg just, just recently I did see that yeah yeah I just finished the one um, that he did with Theo Vaughn I love Theo Vaughn oh fuck he's so funny <sighs> so man. talk about unique no one's like Theo yeah. Vaughn and specific like, so you specific know, yeah, dude like, and the look he has the way he carries himself he came here he was here he uh, was last year or the year before fuck I didn't before, know obviously before COVID but yeah oh, I'm gonna go see him next time he's here cause uh, Tom Segura came cursed uh, my Wife and I, my oh, wife almost and I, fucked oh, up. almost fucked you're up. Gonna 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 you're gonna, you're shit, gonna, yeah, the Kahlua sketchup. That's right. Uh, Kirsty. <laughs> Sorry, my wife and I? My went, wife, yes, uh, yes. We went and watched them, man. Fucking hilarious. Like, Tom Segura or Theo Vaughn or both? Tom Segura. Oh, we Tom Segura. Oh, yeah, he's incredible. Um, man, and I just couldn't, like, you're, you're fucking, you're pissing your pants in the theatre laughing, man. You know, every, and it sucks because I feel bad for the supporting acts that go on before him. 
Oh, don't feel bad for like, them. They get to open for Tom Segura. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like everyone's like, oh, just hurry up. You know, like I felt that in the room. People were like, oh, can you just hurry up? And yeah. they weren't really listening. And I thought, oh, fuck, ugh, I wonder what it's like to be that. But guy, you know what, you know? Tom Tom Segura has been that guy for a long mm. time, opening for you know, <clears throat> I don't know his story like that, but yeah. he would have been an opener for a long time. People were yeah. like fucking move on, and now it's his turn, you know, and. That also might be a Perth thing. Everyone's like, I came to see Tom Segura. Yeah, in other areas, yeah, people yeah. that love comedy, they were happy to. They're probably going to be happy to see Beasts opening for him too. Mm. They're like, "Fuck, this is amazing!" And you know, like, fucking good on it, man. Like, success belongs to those who just fucking tough it out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Tom's toughed it out. I mean, you hear. I love listening to the podcast on Joe Rogan and stuff, yeah. and his podcast with other comedians when they talk about comedy. Yeah, when they talk about the grind. Does it inspire you, man? It we're, inspires me, man, because I yeah, you hear like that. It reminds you, oh, that's right. They they grinded yeah, too. They had a hard for a long time. They had some terrible time. gigs. People yeah. trying to fight them and shit. <laughs> people bought people fucking screaming like you suck. Like you know, <laughs> and he's selling out arenas now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I think like talking about that thing we're talking about before with Perth, like you can attach yourself to the result. Oh, now he's selling out arenas. Yeah. That's so cool. But like for me, I've got to learn to fall in love with the the work, the grind, the craft of, of doing it. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's <clears> true because even for me, I've had such a crazy start to stand up. I've done less than yeah. 20 gigs and I'm already getting paid yeah. to do it. That's unheard of. And I'm getting to meet these great comics like John Pinder and all this kind of stuff, right? There's danger to that because I started so fucking strong oh. that even just a normal set mm. feels like a bomb to me now mm. because I started at the comedy lounge and I started with a full room that were there to see comedy yeah. and they the room exploded and I was like, is this what it's like? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then I, that's the pin, that's, you know, in yeah. terms of Perth, that's, that's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle. Yeah. I started there and now I go to a normal comedy gig and like I, I get some chuckles and I go home and I want to kill myself <laughs> and people are like, you had a great set. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I didn't even get a standing ovation, you know? Like <laughs> They walk in the room, you start to tie your neck to the fucking Yeah, I'm like, let me go, let me do it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's danger to that because yeah. it, it can fuck up your metrics for what is a normal set. And yeah, very good, man. If you chase the validation of like, you know, um, people wanting to think you're great and you're amazing and you're, you're, you're the best <clears throat> thing that's ever happened to comedy, yeah, that's going to go away pretty quickly. And then what have you got left? You know, you better, you better hope you still enjoy yeah. comedy. You better hope you still enjoy eating dicks up there because it's going to happen. You know, the bum bum yeah. stuff is going gonna, is gonna to fall with the wrong crowd every now mm. and then. So, yeah, man, at the end of the day, it comes down to just, you know, I'm very lucky. I've met I have a, a few really good comics yeah. and, and human beings that I'm going to really just kind of surround myself yeah. with keep them close, and man. keep the crazy ones away because mm. there are crazy, you know, people out there. You oh, have to be a little yeah. bit crazy to want to do comedy or acting. Yeah. What I was going to ask, man, is like, um, so you're up late hours of every night, like doing the comedy thing, right? And then you've got to get up early. Does mm. that fuck with you at all? Man, my schedule is pretty busy. It's kind of all over the place, <coughs> but I'm, I'm only doing comedy. Like I did it three nights this week. It's a pretty yeah. busy week for me. Sometimes I might, max I'll do, on average, I'll probably do like maybe one night a week. Yeah. Um, so it's not too bad, man. You're not you, doing you, the, the three till three in the morning kind nah, of shit. No, 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 no. When I do security, yeah. Yeah. Because security will be like Friday and Saturday. Um, like late night finishes and then I'll work in the cafe in the morning so that'll be shit and uh-huh. then sometimes I'll do like a day shift at the cafe then night at security and then you know things yeah, so straight into yeah man you gotta hustle you gotta try and you know get your get, oh, get your money in man. on the side and stuff and it's humbling you know like I like I said I told that story coming back from a show feeling like a big big shot and then like I'm in latte let's go bitch and I'm like fuck <laughs> I was somebody for a moment <laughs> it happens all the time man yeah, I remember yeah. last time I did uh, the comedy lounge or <clears> one of the first times Again, I had an amazing set, felt really, really good. And then I went straight to security and like within 20 minutes of me doing security after getting off stage and feeling like a big shot, I had dudes trying to fight me. Fuck. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. you fucking pussy, look at you, bitch. You want to fight me? I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, like <laughs> that's over now. I'm going to go back to this. Please, sir, you can't come inside. You're intoxicated. Put your hands down. You don't want to do this. Um, so, yeah, man, it's humbling. It's good. It keeps me grounded. I don't think it's possible for me. I mean, look, look it definitely is possible, but I love too many people who, you know, will keep me grounded, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what happens in my career. Like I got my fam- I got my sisters, I got my partner, I got my close friends that know me and love me before I'm, I'm anyone. So 
I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that I'll be fine. You mm. know what I mean? And if people come <clears> along <throat> and try and fluff me up too much and like, you're a big star, we can, we can make it. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm not that tempted by that shit, you know? Man, what a journey the fuck. If, if you were, okay, here's a question for you, man. If yeah. you were, if you came to Crossroads, right? Yeah. Where one of them said, one of them was like a movie. One was um, comedy, like a special one was it one of the one one path was a guaranteed special you do your own thing you get big Netflix deals whatever the yeah. other one was a was a movie like a franchise let's say um, Avengers because we've talked about it yeah you could only choose one mm. which way would you go bro oh may, may, maybe too early in your career to, uh, to answer nah look man I, I the thing that jumps out of my mind at the moment at the moment yeah if you if you you couldn't have both you had to go yeah, one yeah. way yeah there's kind of no way of knowing this, but I guess it would be about which one was, which one was more important to me with where I'm at in my life. Like for instance, if I'm doing the comedy special, is it a, is it a comedy special about something that's really important to me? Probably about my life, you know, like some kind of thing like that is the <coughs> event or is the Avengers thing just money, hmm. you know, but is that going to lead me to be able to do more things that I want to enjoy down the track? Yeah. I guess it would come down to, what a which one of those things is going to give other people something good you yeah. know like are people going to watch my special and really enjoy it yeah. and have a laugh and that makes me feel good mm. if hundreds of thousands of people watched some comedy that i did and had a laugh and they felt good about the, they just stopped worrying about life for a little bit that's a fucking beautiful thing and at the same time if kids went to watch avengers and they felt like i want to be like fucking goldfish man you know, <laughs> which is me goldfish man and marvel then that'd be cool too so man where I'm at right now in my life, probably the comedy special, mm. you know, because I feel like I just, I feel like with everything going on in the world right now, I think the, what everything's so serious and everyone's so yeah. angry and all this kind of stuff and everything's about, you know, who's important, who's who's a celebrity, who's doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I would want to do a comedy special which just made people feel good for a little bit, you mm. know. I don't know if Avengers makes people feel good. I think it makes people just sort of like, Oh, imagine if I was an Avenger. Imagine if I was in Marvel. Mm. That's the cool part of that. Imagine if I was Thor. But with comedy, it's like, I, I want to get up there and make people laugh about life and remind them for a little bit that, hey man, things are all good. Yeah. Things are funny. We're all going to be okay. Because mm. that's what good comedy is like. Yeah. You start to laugh about life and you're like, oh, that's right. This thing isn't too serious. We're all right. We're going to be okay. That's my favorite type of comedy. Mm. You know, so probably the comedy special. Fuck, gangster, man. Yeah. Just listening to you talk about it. And explain your answer just then. I think uh, I think I know where you're headed, man. Fuck, I'm, I'm going both, baby. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna be stand up man in the Avengers. <laughs> microphone is my weapon. Yeah. Thor's got his hammer. I got a microphone. Just puts the mic to his mouth and like splits out <laughs> fucking jokes and hurts people with his jokes. Ah, oh, please, it's so bad. Fuck, you hurt my feelings. Oh, I, I, I throw bombs and shit. So I'm always bombing. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, man, it's it's exciting. And I said to George the other day, my partner Georgia, I said uh, <clears throat> we got coffee. And I turned to her and I said, you know something, even if acting doesn't work out, even if comedy doesn't work out, yeah. I'm never going to go sell houses. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a big win for me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people sell houses are the fucking, the worst, you know, whatever. Yeah. If that makes you happy and provides you family, good on you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what I was thinking was like, I'm never, no matter what happens, even if the things I want to do work out, don't work out, I am not going to go do something I hate. Never. Mm. I'll just live a life that I can afford to live of doing things that I love, love, or at least mm. I don't hate, <clears throat> you know, yeah, if yeah. I don't get to do things that I don't love with my life to support myself and my family, then I will support my family and live my life doing things I at least don't hate, but mm. I'm never going to live my life and support my family off things that I hate. I just can't do it. So you hate selling houses? Is that what you're saying? I went to try and sell houses. Re- did you try A it? few years ago. Um, like a real like house and land thing, like a for I don't want to say the building company because oh. uh, they were lovely, but uh, oh, so you're one of those guys. I tried, so. man. I tried because people have always told me, like you, you, you know, you 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 talk well and you're a charming guy. You could <sighs> you could sell houses. I hope those people aren't in your life anymore. Well, no, but it's like you know, and, and they might be, they might be right, you know. And I just kind of caved into the pressure. I was dating my ex girlfriend at the time, and yeah. her dad was a very successful businessman. Oh. And I just, you know, I was like a silly kid that was trying to do acting. I'm like, oh. here we go. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. I felt that, bro. I mm. felt that hard. You know, I'd go to dinner and and her older brother was like a successful fucking sports guy and all this shit and like all this stuff, you know, all the comparison. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, I'm blank over there with his 
silly little Shakespeare, you know? Like, and I was like, oh, fuck, this fucking millionaire that I'm banging his daughter, he hates me. So I, uh, <laughs> I hope he listens to that too. Um, anyways, uh, I felt the pressure and there's a lot of other things going on, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and go sell houses and put on a suit and go fucking, you know? And anyways, and I was grinding, I was, you know, you go to work in these display homes, Yeah. you know, these display homes yeah. sitting when people come in, you're like, hello, you know, um, may I show you the kitchen? <laughs> We have these lovely stainless steel bench tops that are all inclusive. Did you, did you sell any shit, man? Fuck no, I no. sold nothing, bro. I was there for like four weeks, man. I couldn't handle it. And I'm not even kidding you, dude. I was trying to power through four or five weeks, right? Yeah. And it takes you a while to sell something usually, generally, you know, because you're trying to like, you're trying to convince people, right, yeah. that are walking through all these different display homes. Yeah. To take out a loan for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> do you know how fucking crazy that is? Yeah, yeah, like, man. dude, when I walk through the shops and someone's like, "Do you have a minute to talk about, you know, like World Vision dollar a day?" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, no way, get away from me!" You know what I mean? Imagine you're just on a Saturday night. This is a nice house. Hey, you want to spend five hundred grand? Like, no, I'm good, man. It was a crazy job. So, anyways, I'm sitting there and. Uh, Funnily enough, I actually started shooting these little, like when the display home was empty, which it often was, Yeah, I would like shoot these little funny videos, Yeah, you know, of me going through the house and like <laughs> these little, like almost like before TikTok, but I would do like little videos for Instagram Yeah, of me, you know, being like, when I sell houses, you know, one of the, one of the most common questions is that people ask me is, are the toilets currently working? Which is why I take a shit in front of, in, in front of every one of my customers. And I'm like pretending to take a shit on the toilet and I flush it. You know, I'm like, yes, they're working and yes, they're comfortable. You know, like yeah. all this. So I ended up doing comedy stuff anyway. Yeah. Now that I look back at it, which is pretty crazy. It's fucking gold, man. Right. So I did that. And anyways, there was this moment that happened. I'll never forget it. I, uh, I was sitting in this display home and I was fucking sad, bro. I was just so sad. I just, yeah. I could just feel like my soul was dying. I felt like I just was doing something wrong, you know, mm. didn't feel right. And I, no one was in the display home. I was empty. It wasn't like a Saturday night. It was a beautiful day outside. And I called my manager, my, my manager, Clinton. Like I said, we're like good friends. It was a Saturday, you know, usually you can't, you know, most, most agents, you don't want to call them on the weekend, all this yeah. stuff, but he's a friend. So I call him. <clears throat> And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, hey, yeah. Well, and I was just chatting. And he's like, what's up, man? You all right? And I was like, hey, man, I know this is, um, I know you can't really tell me what to do, yeah. but I'm kind of trying to do this selling houses thing. And I don't think it's right. And like, but I don't want to quit because I feel like a quitter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking, but I guess, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't want to do this, I guess. You know, do you think acting is going to work out? And he, he he's like, Blake, for some people, it's a matter of if. For some people, it's a matter of when. He's like, for you, it's when. You, are, Some people have to do things that they don't want to do with their lives in order to survive. You're not one of those people. He's like, you're special. He's like, you can do whatever you want with your life. You can, you're going to make it. You don't have to do this. If you don't like selling houses, don't do it. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh shit. And I went to the front door and I locked it and I cried. Like I was like, oh, thanks, man. I got to go. And I, I cried tears of joy. I'm not even kidding yeah, you, bro. It's the wow. one time in my life I cried tears of joy because hearing him say, you don't have to do this. You're going to make it. It'll be hard, but you're one of the special people. You don't have to do this. If, you, if you're willing to grind it out, you can do what you love doing with your life. You don't have to do this thing you don't want to do. And having someone to say that to you, like it made me cry tears of fucking joy. And I quit that day. I quit the fucking selling houses thing. He doesn't even know that story, by the way. I'll tell him one day when I, <laughs> hopefully if I win an Oscar or something, I'll be like, how, and this beautiful man, you know. How pissed would you be, right? <clears throat> he probably wouldn't be pissed, but you'll probably laugh because you're a comedian, right? <laughs> if, you, if he invited you over for dinner and everything he said to you on the phone, like you saw next to his landline on a card. <laughs> He's just like, he's just, it's just really, missing the name. just missing the name, just, just blank. Yeah, like, don't yeah. blank. Some people have to do what they don't want. To. Yeah, so true. It's Fuck, I never even of thought of that. It's a matter of, hold on, hold on. Hold on. When, when? What is, what is this word? Of, yeah, what is this word? <laughs> if one of you accidentally called me like Angus, like one of his other actors, he's like, listen, Angus, Blake, um, you don't have to, what is it you're doing? You're selling houses? Okay, good. You don't have to sell houses. He's <laughs> like filling in the blanks and shit. That's John, so John, funny. Is this John again? Oh, Blake, fuck. Blake, Blake hold on, yes, hold on, no, no, no. You don't have to. 
you don't want to be a florist. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. No, I never even thought of that. If it is, I tell you what, those cards are beautiful. Yeah, you need those, those cards, cards are well thought it, out yeah. because you need to call your friends and read them that card because- Man, to have someone yeah. like seriously, like to have someone like that in your life, bro. <sighs> He's, I'm super grateful. Super, super. Mm. I'll always be grateful. It doesn't matter. Like he, he was, he, he backed me from the beginning when I had a fucking weird mohawk when I walked into his office <laughs> as a 22 year old kid, yeah. you know, nobody, nothing in my name, no credits, no nothing, no, no nobody. So, you know, wherever my career goes, I'm fucking, I'll take him with me, you know. Even if he stabbed me, <laughs> even if he fucking betrayed me and stabbed me, I'm like, I love you too much. I can't let you go. You're coming with me to the top. <laughs> You're coming with me. I'll forgive you. You need, you need to keep him, bro. Like, fuck. He's a legend. He's an absolute legend. And he's, you know, he's also one of the, this, the most resilient, positive dudes I know, you know, not, not, not even in a way of like, you know, fake positivity, like, oh, you know. Mm. I've just lit some sage and everything's good now. I've rid my... <laughs> yeah. He's legitimately, you know, just a resilient motherfucker. He's got some, you know, I, I wish he's going through some 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 hard stuff in his, in his life right now, some family stuff that's beyond his control and he's handling it like an absolute mm. savage, an absolute, just, just a, for, a beautiful for, man. For someone to give you like that, that insight, that like that advice, like at the drop of a penny, you know, when you just rang him, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, which is yeah, basically man. what you said to him, right? Exactly right. For him to give you that advice, like it tells me that he's been through some shit, man. It just sounds yeah. like it, you know? And he's come out the other end. Yeah. Better for it, you know? I never and, even thought of that. It's a good point. Mm. He, he definitely, I mean, look, he definitely has, and he's also seen actors. He, he, he tell there's, He's told me stories before yeah. of other actors where <laughs> they've called him and come into the office. Yeah. I've been like, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm 30, 31. Oh, I don't know. It's just hard. I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, if you don't want to do it, take a break. He's like, just take a break and come back. He's like, but don't quit. You're too talented to quit. And then they're like, all right, I'll take a little break. And then they come back refreshed and then they book a massive role and it changes their life. And he's like, you know, like there's, there's a lot of those stories when, right mm -hmm. when you're about to burn out and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. That's a, you can't force that. It just has to happen yeah. naturally. But when you get to that point, you really decide if you actually love the thing or not. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're mm -hmm. that beat, that's what I got to mm -hmm. home and away weirdly got me there. But when you're <laughs> like, I might fucking quit this thing. Why am I doing this? It makes, it makes me feel so shit. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. the only reason you keep going is because you actually enjoy it. And when I got to be on this set, this recent show, oh, thank fuck I didn't quit. I love this shit. Oh, fuck. I can't wait for you so to see good, it, man. man. I can't wait for you to oh, see bro, it. Oh, bro, like, fuck. You said Stan, eh? Is it on? It's Season one is on Stan. Mm -hmm. um, season one and two is on ABC iView, I think. Um, yeah. It's a great show. As soon as you open it up, like, it's just, it's it looks beautiful. You know, it like yeah. the lighting, the camera work, the acting is, mwah, it's beautiful, right? Fuck. And like this character that I'm playing in season yeah. three, He's just a very, he's like a real scene stealer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's a very, yeah, yeah. A very interesting character. Like you, you want to like, you watch it and you're like, who's that guy? But that's you, know? you though. Like, you know, without oh, the character, without the character, like there's no character, no script. Right. That's you, man. Well, bless the you, The way sir. you like light this fucking room up when oh, you tell me about your story. Bless you, sir. Yeah, well, man. it's, it, he's a, look, he's a piece of shit. Let's, not, let's get one <laughs> thing straight. But he's an interesting, fun character that I got to, I got to, uh, I got to play with, you know, I got to put yeah. my little, we talk about that, be the red apple, mm -hmm. you know, I got to be a red apple with this character and the director, Dylan Rivers, legend, uh, son of the great Warwick Thornton. He's a, another really prominent, um, accoladed Australian director. He's his son. The industry's got to watch out for Dylan Rivers coming out. He's, he's an absolute beast as well, Fuck. you know, and he's his own man. He's not, you know, he's not his dad. He's, he's, he's some different and some fucking awesome. And he, he let me own that character. He let me do whatever I wanted with it to an extent, you know, because mm. I wanted to make, I knew what that character's role was in the show. I knew what purpose he served and I got mm. to do it my way. And mm. I'm fucking, I'm excited for my friends Fuck, and family to see man. it because acting is one of those weird things where I've been doing this for years, right? Yeah. No, I haven't been able to share anything with my friends. No one knows what I do. This is what uh, I fucking do and yeah. I can't show anyone. I can't just be like, hey, come check this out. So when this show comes out, yeah. I get to show someone a little bit about what I do. How fuck does how fuck does that feel though? Like you've worked so hard. Oh and yeah. You know, you're reaping all these rewards and but no one can see what you've done until like fucking Until it comes yeah, out. Yeah, until it comes out. 
that is the probably the hardest thing about acting i think is that people don't tell you that when you're coming up they're like oh it's a lot of rejection rejection's easy yeah. it's not about you it's business they mm. like you probably but they have to you know there's other variables that are out of your control competition yeah look a lot of things are competitive a lot of people are shit you yeah. know what i mean mm. and what they do they're not passionate they're in it for the wrong reasons they they don't want to stick it out rejection and competition aren't the things you should worry about with acting what you should worry about with acting is that I think Jason Bateman, the great Jason Bateman yeah. said it once in his podcast, Smartless. He said, acting's a lottery. And if you're good looking and you're talented, you've bought more tickets, but it's still a lottery. Fuck. It doesn't mean you're going to make it. And that is the most accurate way I think I've ever heard acting described. It's a fucking lottery. It really is out of your control. You can do mm. all you can, <clears throat> um, but you might not get your number called. And that's, you know, there's still, doesn't mean you don't enter the lottery. But just be aware that it's a fucking lottery. And if you're good and you're and you're good looking, yeah. you've probably got a better chance, but it's still a chance. Fuck, Jason Bateman, what a beast of an actor. He produced as well, right? Director, have you seen Ozark? Oh, hell. Bro, fuck. It's not one of the best TV series ever oh, made. And he's incredible. He can do comedy. Yeah, He can yeah. do drama. He can do it. He can direct. That guy's a beast. You talk about wanting to have a career like someone. Yeah. I'd like to have a career like Jason Bateman or or Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal that could do yeah. comedy. You know, have you seen his most- um, The Guilty? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, what a performance, hey? What a fucking performance, And talk man. about, you know, like that's based off a Danish movie that was originally a Danish movie oh, um, okay. that he redid. Yeah. That whole movie, it's just on him, really. Yeah. And he's so captivating. He's so performative. He is, man. And somehow Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the most famous actors in the world. And he's mm. also still underrated. He's so fucking good. Mm. You watch him in that. You hear Jake Gyllenhaal. You're like, oh, yeah. Like Prince of Persia. Bro, yeah, Batman. He's so fucking good, man. Mm. He's so talented. Same as Brad Pitt or Leo DiCaprio. They're the most famous actors ever. Watch their acting. It's fucking good. Yeah. They're incredible actors. They're, yeah. they're that famous for a reason, you know? Oh, because I was watching that, the Guilty movie, right? And I was like, after when the movie had finished, I was sitting there like, holy fuck, this guy's good, man. He's I so have, good. I have no fucking idea about acting, the right. process you got to go through or anything, but I just realized, fuck, this guy's good. That whole movie, spoiler alert, is basically yeah. just him on the telephone, isn't he? Right, absolutely. But like, he, he fucking- The pulled. world that yeah. he, he he paints yeah, for yeah. you. He just pulls you into it and you're like, holy shit. And his performance, it's, it's, look, it's, it's a fantastic performance, a fantastic movie. He's, mm. he's a beast. Have you seen Prisoners? Yeah. With Hugh Jackman? Jackman yeah. Oh, baby. That's another one. Like, you know, that's a- That's 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 peak Hugh. That's peak Hugh Jackman. <laughs> those those two actors, man. Those two names. Holy and that for shit. me, look, you, 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 you ask me, what's one? People always ask me, what kind of movie would you want to be in? Or mm. this and this and this. I, I don't know yet. You know, I don't know because the movie hasn't been made yet. I'm going to be in it, right? But I want to be in a movie opposite another great actor. Not that I'm great, but just a, a great actor. I want to be opposite yeah. them. <clears throat> And, and getting to do, you know, the scene in Prisoners where they're in the car yeah. and he catches him and he's, he almost catches him out. And then he's like, oh, he yeah. punches the dashboard. And he's like, you need to find my fucking daughter. And he's punching the, and he's like, hey, 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 hey. That was improvised. Oh, All that stuff, shit. that was not the scene. Yeah. The part where he's like, it's been seven days. And then he starts losing his cool. He's like, find my fucking daughter. That was all improvised, bro, in the moment. They were so in the moment. Mm. That they, they, and it's beautiful. It's perfect, right? That shit is excites me to be opposite an actor. I want to be in a scene one day, opposite an actor like Tom Hardy or someone who just makes you feel full of shit because yeah. you're pretending, right? Yeah. But you're gonna try. It's like you're. Who's the like, best pretender? Eh? It's like you're in a truth off. It's like, <laughs> you're, it's like you're trying to be who's the most realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's the most real? Who's the? You're the fucking actor Bro, here. I'm the best pretender in this motherfucker, yeah, bitch. You're yeah. the fucking actor here. I'm real, bitch. <laughs> this is real life. I'm staring at you right now. I'm not. We're not even acting. These cameras. I don't even. Is there cameras here? You know what I mean? And it's like that's what I'm excited about to be nervous around another actor. Fuck. You know, pulling off the magic trick, and because yeah. then things start to happen that was not even in the script. Yeah. This magical reality starts to emerge. Like, oh, that wasn't planned, but it was perfect. It's, we were like living this alternative reality, yeah. it really happened. I know it was fake, but it wasn't fake. That kind of happened, dude, just then. We, we really got upset at each other or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's my goal. And you know, then you hear cut and that's the magic. Cut yeah. and then you just kiss. Cause you, just, you know what I mean? Just, it's just, <laughs> just passion, Yeah, you're man. just passion, man. How, how would you feel? Like, who's your favorite, like, actor? At the I've got a list, man. I've got yeah. a list who's of num actors. Who's number one? Number one. I, I, I don't kind of rate them in that sense, yeah. but it's like a bunch that, 
you know, Tom Hardy is up there, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal for sure. Heath Ledger, obviously when he was alive, you know, he's a Perth boy and he, he did some amazing stuff. Wow. You know, he was just incredibly specific and incredibly just, just beautiful and vulnerable and, and real. Mm. Uh, Hugh Jackman, obviously. Yeah. Um, Joel Edgerton. Uh, he's an Australian actor. Dude, that was a beast. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, him, him and his brother Nash. Uh, so they started together. They were like, he yeah. bro- his brother was a stuntman. Now directs, a, a, he's a director. Done some incredible movies. He did a TV show, Mystery in Between. I don't oh. know if you've seen that. It's on HBO. It's yeah. an Australian show. Incredible. That's Nash Edgerton. Was, was he, um, uh, he played the role in Bright as the orc. Yes, as the orc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, look, I've got, a bun- I've got a bunch of favorite actors, man. Yeah. Any any people that move me with a performance with, yeah. their, with their specifics and also people who are, I hear them talk in interviews <clears> and I'm like, this guy's a fucking artist. Yeah. You know, and women too. I'm like, these yeah. people are artists. They're, yeah. It's about being human and telling a story as yeah. real as possible and not trying to look good. That's the yeah. problem I have with today with social media and all this kind of stuff. And good acting is not about looking good. It's about being real. And sometimes mm. what re- is real is not, it's ugly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And everyone wants to look, put their best self forward. Now they want to take good headshots and do this stuff and look good on Instagram and be real. And, yeah. and also people also have gone the opposite direction where they're just filming themselves crying in the car. Like, Oh, no one knows the real <laughs> me. That's the other end. That's also not healthy, yeah. you know, but Sometimes what, what, what people love to see is, is human beings trying their fucking best but mm. being real, flawed or otherwise, just trying yeah. their best, you know, and they're flawed, they're making mistakes, yeah. but they're trying mm. and they're specific and they're human. I love that shit and that's what good actors do for me, you know. I um, Just quickly, I saw this movie when I was in Kalgoorlie. It's called Nitram, yeah. N-I-T-R-A-M, Nitram, Nitram. Yeah. It's a movie, it's an Australian movie. It's coming out on Stan, a Stan original. Caleb Landry Jones is the lead. He's done a bunch of stuff. He's an American guy, a ginger guy. Yeah. It's an Australian movie based about Martin Bryant, who was the guy who did the mass shooting in uh, Tasmania in 1996, yeah. killed the most amount of people in history before Vegas, 36 people, something oh, like that. Shit. I've never seen a fucking better performance <clears throat> in my life from a male. I've never, it's, it's mind boggling. I don't, you know, we talk about James McCann. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what, how that motherfucker did that. Yeah, yeah. I watch him. When I watch good acting, I'm like, oh, I see what he did. That was a nice choice. That was beautiful. Like, oh, subtle. He just said it like that. Oh yeah. Good choice. With him, I was like, how is he doing this? Is this man actually crazy? Fuck. It like truly disappeared into the role. It was incredible. And it's an Australian movie. It's coming out on Stan. Nitram. Um, Nitram. Uh, absolutely incredible, man. Like you got to check it out. Caleb Landry Jones. He is a fucking beast. <laughs> he is a fucking beast. Brother, I got to piss again. Yo, man. Should we wrap this up then? Yeah, brother. Look, yeah. It's, it's been so much fun, man. Bro, thanks. Bro, fuck, this is awesome. We've got to do this again, man. Yeah, when, man, when please. I'm, when you get time. Let me go get some more fucking acting roles. I got more shit to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me give myself a, an excuse. I'm back and I booked a TV commercial. Let's do it. <laughs> They saw my arm. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. I love but, it, man. Um, but thank you very much, bro. Lo- nothing but love. And man, uh, uh, I hope the best for you, man. You got big things coming, thank you, bro. brother. You got beautiful people around you. Well, you're a part of the journey, you know, like, thanks, and, and congrats to you doing this thing, oh, man. Thanks, man. It's, thanks. I think it's going to be, you're fucking good at it and it's going to be a lot of fun. And thanks for having me on, man. I we'll appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, brother. Sounds thanks, good. Brother. Yeah.